Hello, hello, hello. I am your Elvira hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. goosebumps. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey there, and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the most is Munoz, and you know what time it is. He did the mesh. He did the monster mesh. Yep, that's it. It is gay Christmas, gay New Year's. It's gay something, because this Halloween holiday is what made for the gays, people. Also, I want to go back a week, you know, take it back a week, and I'm still reeling from New York City Wine and Food Festival. I don't think you all understand because in your mouth listeners, I, because of the pandemic and just because of, you know, the way I handle uh, all these interviews on the podcast, I meet my guests, but it's virtually and one by one by one, all of them just came out of the woodwork during this food festival. And I got to meet a lot of people in person from like the Grub Father to Chef Denovan to Chanley Borges to uh, Papi and Papito. Shout out to you all out there. I'm still reeling and it wasn't planned. And what a blessing and what like a way to have like the universe say, you know, right time, right place, right? Um, it just really warmed the cockles of my heart. And I really wanted to shout all these people out again because I support them, obviously, and they, you know, live for me and support me as well. Other than that, back to he did the mash, he did the monster mash, the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. What is a graveyard smash? Is that like sex in the graveyard? Or are we just throwing a party? party down at the graveyard. I don't know, but I'm sure today's gay liberty guest is sure to have an opinion. So without further ado, please help me welcome the one, the only host of the Bottoms Digest, Mr. Alex Hall. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> How do you feel about a graveyard smash? Sounds like a mess to be <laughs> Sounds like they need to tune in because that does not sound like a hot time. Uh, you know what? Like, 
The kids are, uh, I, from what I hear, uh, in scrolling out, scrolling through dirty Twitter, the kids are out in Central Park in the middle of the night getting it on. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're smashing up in the graveyard. Totally. I mean, there's a there's that big graveyard in Queens too. That's not too far at all. Have you uh, seen that one? It's like right outside of Manhattan. It's huge. Maybe. Yes, there's all there's a ton. I mean, what a morbid conversation. I know. I love it right away. Right away. I mean. <laughs> the, the monster mash has to be morbid, of course. Uh, right? Sexually morbid oh. is what the monster <laughs> mash was all about. <laughs> well, Alex, I can't thank you enough for being here. But before we get to the getting on, in the grand tradition of In Yo Mouth, I need to wish you Happy National Potato Day! Ooh, that's a good one. Everyone loves potatoes. Let's be honest. Now, Obviously, the first question I need to ask you is, are potatoes bottom friendly? (laughs) They are. It depends on what you mix in them. That's what really changes it up. But a sweet potato is the best. Oh, okay. Especially if you keep the skin on. If you keep the skin on, the fiber's higher. It's got more nutrients. But yeah, potatoes are definitely... So what I'm hearing is we love our potatoes like we like our penis. Yeah. Uncircumcised. (laughs) Full skin. (laughs) Funny enough, I buy potatoes too that aren't too girthy. (laughs) So, uh, you know. We are are fully off to the races. Well, you are... You are in luck, Alex, because it's also, I also need to wish you a happy National American Beer Day. Oh, wow. The, I don't even know, like, what constitutes an American beer versus other ones. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. Are you a beer drinker? Um, sometimes. Not too often. It, uh, I like gin. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a gin tequila girl myself. Yes, gin um, tequila, big time. Um, yeah, I like IPAs, but I feel like I ate a steak after like one of them. So yes, and and once again, eating a steak not bottom mm-hmm. friendly. Is no, like, not, at <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Oh my god, what's the, what's your favorite way to make a potato? I kind of love a Hasselback. Oh, I actually I love Hasselback potatoes. That's a good one. Um. So I actually like to make cheese sauces out of potatoes. Um, so my uh, bottom-friendly queso recipe, um, it is predominantly potato, and that kind of shocks people pretty often. Um, so you can do all kinds of things with potato like that outside of the normal stuff. So I really love to get creative with it. I've made gravy out of potatoes before. <laughs> um, well. Yeah, I can see all of that because the starch, the it's starch heavy. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, the binding cre- creaminess, yeah. the agent of it all. You yeah, know? but I love Absol- I love making scallop potatoes too. Oh, yum! Mm, scallop potatoes, yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, you know what? In your mouth, listeners, no matter what you celebrate out there, whether you are. You're a beer girl, a potato girl, <laughs> or <laughs> or a I don't I don't even know where I'm going with this. We celebrate you today yes. is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> and moving right along to this day in gay history, Alex, did you know that in 1990, after 38 years on the books, a federal law prohibiting gay and lesbian foreigners from entering the U.S. is repealed by Congress? Wow. Um... That's wild that that's 
I wish that was older of a law. <laughs> like, um, that's crazy that that law existed at all. Like, how, who was checking that? <laughs> yes, I mean, and how was that being checked? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, was there something in your passport? <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, pink triangles or like, you know, or did you leave a trail of glitter when you left the plane? And wow. like, you. Well, shit, you. at least Congress was getting something done. <laughs> right in 1990, uh, but like, how weird is that? I didn't even know this was a thing. Not at all. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine being traveling to another country and being like, "Oh, well, you're gay, so you can't make it over there." <laughs> well, you know what? Well, it's a thing, and I think it's still a thing. I know peppermint. Uh, tells a story, you know, our trans brothers and sisters often have a hard time, mm, yeah. you know, because of identification, because of identification, or they don't look like their ID- IDs, or you know, like right. the laws and and TSA, or you know, the government of whatever country is like, um, what's going on here? Yeah, and I know Peppermint tells a very embarrassing story, uh, or used to, um, about how she was like degraded. I forget where, maybe Germany or something. And they made they made her take off like the wig and everything. Oh my know? god, that's awful. Yeah, I uh, terrible. Couldn't imagine that. Yeah, well, this is why this is important. I say it fairly often, you know, that our our history is is not very well known and is also not that old. This was 1990, y'all. 1990. I know. That's why I'm I'm totally gagged by that. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I am glad that we can travel freely as homosexuals <laughs> yes. to most parts of the world and that the borders are now opening up after the panini of it all. Ugh. And that's where I'm just going to leave that because I really want to get to the getting on and let and get to the, the meat, right, or the meat-free that is <laughs> Alex Hall and the, and the bottom one. side just. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, I knew, I knew you'd appreciate that. Yes. In your mouth, listeners, I am sure you already know, but if you don't, and how dare you if you don't, born and raised in Houston, queen of the starving sluts himself, <laughs> Alex Hall, is the self-proclaimed chief bottom officer in the kitchen. He is the host and producer of the very popular TikTok and YouTube series, The Bottoms Digest, which is a cooking show where he shares delicious, bottom-friendly recipes in a sex-positive environment. He wants to empower all beautiful bottoms to put themselves first, and he raised the idea that you can't eat before sex. Food and sex are the greatest pleasures, and he wants his large fan base to have lots and lots of both. The Bottoms Digest is there to stimulate your senses, help bottoms live a little more freely, and have definitely lots of fun. <laughs> yes. yes, you summed that up perfectly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when I discovered you, I was like, this mofo, this queen uh. <laughs> over here is doing the thing. And that's kind of where I want to start today of how, how did the Bottoms Digest come to be? Because in your mouth, listeners, for the straight folks out there, you know, topping and bottoming, one is the giver and, and the bottom is the receiver. And, you know, like when you're having butt sex, you know, like there's a lot of preparation, mm-hmm. as we have learned from Dr. Carlton. Shout yeah. out to you, the butt doctor, Dr. Carlton out there you can go back and listen to his episode there's a lot of prep and there's a lot of things that go into bottoming you know Absolutely. so how did the bottom side just come to be yeah so um i love when i get asked this question um so i one am, am my customer uh so 
I needed a solution for myself, but I am from Texas, but I lived in New York City. And when I lived in New York, I stopped buying meat because it was so expensive. And I immediately started to notice a difference in my in the bathroom, you know? And, and one of the things that also set me apart in New York is I actually cooked every day. I cooked all my meals. I never ate out. It was too expensive. Um, and also, I think you said this on one of your episodes, like you would go out and get hit with the bill and be like, it wasn't that great. Um, and yeah, sometimes I hate paying for a bad meal. Oh, oh my God. And it's such, oh my God. It's such a and hit it's or so miss expensive. in New York, for real. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you never know what you're getting into sometimes. But so we, I cook so much. I love it. And I like legit was in my apartment in New York and I I um, work as a graphic designer in the reproductive rights movement, and I like that work, but I was thinking while I was cooking in my kitchen, what am I going to do as, like, a forever career? And, and I, you know, started to immediately, like, I don't know, a light bulb went off in my head right away because I was making something vegan that night. And I was like, you know what? It'd be really funny to do a show specifically for Bottoms, um, because I make these recipes, like what you see on my show is exactly what I actually eat. Um, and I'll eat that stuff and go have sex with my husband an hour later, like not even kidding. And it isn't heavy or anything. And, you know, one of the things that really benefits an audience is solving a problem. And what better problem to solve than this? I know too many people that will just starve all damn day to have sex with someone they don't even know, which like all each to their own. I do 1 million percent condone random hookups, <laughs> but <laughs> I do not condone putting yourself in misery for that. Like life's too short. You got to eat. So, yeah. So I think we actually need to touch upon, and I don't know if we've touched upon this before on In Your Mouth, right? Or maybe today's episode is just called In Your Butt. <laughs> <laughs> A little rebrand for the day. <laughs> yes, hello, right? You know what? You're a graphic designer. Help me out. Right. Okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, but I, I actually don't think we've ever talked of, about, like, the Bottoms diet. Like, we talk, um, you know, eventually I will ask you about gay food and what that means. And sometimes bottom bottoming comes into the conversation. But there are, there are kids out there that... Um, you know, will starve themselves all day and then take four Imodium to get banged out, you know, yeah. and all the power to you, right? There's also a lot of uh, bottom shaming that happens, mm -hmm. you know, because you are having butt sex and sometimes poop happens. Yeah, you know, shit happens uh, always. Like, that's the not, motto. Not, yeah, and I mean, butt sex is great. But, I mean, sometimes that happens no matter how much you clean out and prep, yeah. you know? Um, so there's that. There is, there's, it's just a multi layered bottom cake. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> to be punny. Yeah. It's um, and, so, <laughs> and so, like, diet is definitely, um, obviously super, super important. And then there's all these things too, like Pure for Men, which is basically mm -hmm. marketing and branding of fiber pills, right? Yeah. So, uh, insoluble fiber at that pure for men um and like and so we haven't talked about soluble and insoluble fibers on the podcast forever i think that was the dr carlton episode so like oh wow the food the food aspect of bottoming is huge, huge. and 
and to like the straight audience out there or those who, or maybe the tops who don't understand what bottoming is like because there are those tops out there who just want to like shove and <laughs> shove and stick yeah and you're like, whoa whoa yeah. <laughs> or why can't we make this happen now hello right right because i need a minute right i need a minute and also maybe you ate something heavy today or like it yeah. that's what one thing um a lot of people don't understand about our channel and we're getting better at communicating this to people is that you don't have to eat like this forever. This doesn't have to be like, if you're not a vegetarian or a vegan and we're actually about to even start making meat recipes. I personally am a vegetarian, but I have a test group of 12 people and they're not vegetarians. So they're about to be part of the people that I test my meat recipes on. But there's a lot of people that are like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're testing your meat. I know, recipes. I know. We've gotten yes. some feedback on that test group. And I'm like, we do not fuck our test group. I promise you. <laughs> we just drop recipes off with them and they keep food journals. But, um, but thank you for the. Well, <laughs> um, listen, send, send me the, I am a single and ready to mingle. So maybe I will fuck your test group. Oh right? my God. Yes, you got to fly out because Austin, I mean, Texas. I mean, it's the bottoms digest, right? So like, we have to like see if the the recipes like work out. I know. Right? So um, yeah, I mean, like to your so what I was saying is um, before I jump too much ahead, I, I'm not having my third cold brew today because you know gay men. Um, and hello. Uh, so what I was saying is that a lot of people are like, I'm not going to change. One, they'll say I'm not changing my diet for a top, and I'm like, you already did. You don't eat all day, and. Second off is you don't again you don't have to eat like this all the time like I, obviously spontaneity is going to happen in life you can't plan for everything all that but you know if you know you typically go home with someone from the club on a Friday or Saturday night if you have a partner that you know you're going to have sex with sometime this weekend you know maybe don't have the cheese queso today maybe sub it out with something else and also it's it's also like a ploy to get people into the kitchen because it's fun, it's therapeutic, it's nice to get to make your own stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And you definitely really, really make it fun. You actually remind me a little bit. Um, your style and the way you TikTok reminds me of my gay bartender, um, Adam Tabalea. Oh, how cool. Uh, no, but yeah. I used to be a bartender, so I could see why. You both, you both, love, you both love a random reference. Yes. You both love like... You know, to, the, you know, the old homo from way back, just pulling random references and random yeah. gifs and clips to, like, enhance the experience of the cooking in the videos, which I fully, fully appreciate. And, you know, um, I don't, once again, uh, still, over three years later, I guess we've talked about food and sex, but maybe we've only talked about food and sex as far as, like, um, as far as, like, you know... Um, Foods that make you horny, or oh yeah, you know, got it, got it, yeah, things like that. But like, well, have we we've never really dived this deep into sex positivity and eating, eating in a way that you know feels good to get you feeling good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I I was actually not surprised, but very surprised as I did a deep dive that it's mostly vegan vegetarian, even though it looks like you use a lot of butter. But it, it, I'm assuming it's vegan butter. Um, I actually do not use vegan butter now. Um, that's why a lot of our recipes aren't uh, hashtagged as vegan or anything like that because they're vegetarian. Because um, we use we do use butter, but 
butter just doesn't have the same effect on your body like milk and cheese and all that because it's it's honestly just fat um but i think we're going to start using vegan butter instead just so that we can start saying our recipes are vegan because they're they're legit like one ingredient away most of the time yeah, um, it's usually the butter. Yeah, and you, and you even say it, you could use vegan butter. You know? I do but say I, that all the time, yeah. but um, like we use eggs for some of our baking. I can start using egg substitute also for that. But the thing about the bonsai just is it's kind of a hybrid. It's not really vegetarian, vegan, or anything. It's it's a bottom. <laughs> it's specified to be bottom friendly. So like we test these recipes to make sure they're high fiber. They don't cause a lot of gas. They don't make you bloated. Um, that's that's really the goal and then if we can make it vegan vegetarian or whatever that's a plus yeah yeah i'm i was just like wow wow that this this homo is doing the thing <laughs> and i was like i i was just overly not overly impressed but very impressed you know thank like, you just scrolling through because it's also very very fun to watch where did the love of cooking come from well, first off, thank you so much for saying all that. That means a lot to me, for real. It's a lot of work. So we. I mean, those TikToks, everyone's like, why aren't you on TikTok more? I'm like, I don't think you understand what goes into making a 15-second video. Oh, my God. It is so stressful getting it to under a minute, even. Yeah. Um, it is. It's, it's a lot of work. It's so much work. Um, so what got me into the love of cooking, I've been cooking. I know this is kind of cliche, but I've been cooking my whole life. Um, my family's from Texas and my other, my mom's family's from Texas and my dad's family is Cajun and from Louisiana. And, um, I had been cooking, uh, with my granny in the kitchen who is from Louisiana up until I was like five. Um, I just remember her like making etouffee, not bottom friendly, but <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> didn't matter. Um, etouffee and like pies and all this stuff. And, I actually, she passed away when I was 18, um, and I knew she was a good cook my whole life, but I actually recently found out, um, honestly, just two years ago, that she was, like, a statewide champion cooker and, like, won multiple baking competitions in the state of Louisiana and, like, all this stuff, and so I've been fostered by my family to cook forever, but I think that, like, genetically, it's in me from her, um, so I love that, but... I've been cooking with my godmothers my whole life, my mom. Um, and now, I mean, honestly, when I was 18 in college, I'd have dinner parties at my house. Um, people would be like, let's go out, let's go out. I'm like, we're broke as shit. Let's all put our money together and go buy ingredients and have a dinner party. Um, so to this day, I still cook at home almost seven days a week. It is the thing I love the most. And I also, from like 18 to 24, um, I turned 29 in a few weeks, but when I was 18 to 24, it was a, a ploy because I am an ambivert, and sometimes I just wanted to get out of the fucking party and go be by myself, and the kitchen is a great place to step away and go be by myself and focus and just get things moving and let everyone else mingle. So um, cooking does a lot of things for me like that. <laughs> Yeah, and that's and that's incredible and amazing to hear, especially, you know, I myself as well. We don't know each other in your mouth listeners. Like I said before, you know, I'm I like to meet my guests for the first time on the pod because it proves for a more interesting and more candid conversation. And yeah, I am also self-taught and it's just like getting that inspiration from the family, getting that inspiration from maybe restaurants you've worked in, getting that inspiration and putting it 
putting it to the test in your own kitchen. For example, last night, um, Food 52 posted some like braised Oh yeah, white I saw that. That was cool. Braised white beans and uh, roasted tomatoes and leeks. And they said something about like, oh, it's next to a soup and it could be like a delicious soup, but it's not. And I was like, actually, that sounds really delicious as a soup. And it's, you know, it's chilly here in New York now. And I was like, that's exactly what I want. So, you know, went out to Whole Foods and an hour later... Super easy, you know, braised a bunch of things, threw it in, threw it in. And I mean, vegetarian, yes, not bottom friendly because of all the beans. But I know. <laughs> but again, if you're not bottoming tonight, then whatever. Um, hello, hello, you know, and had a, had a great morning, you know, <laughs> if you know right. what I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean. But like, but like, listen, in your mouth listeners, this goes to my lady listeners who love the butt sex, you mm-hmm. know, to the, men, to the straight men, to the straight Men listeners out there who love the butt sex because mm-hmm. there are a ton. Listen, you know, butt sex does not equal homosexuality. Correct. Right? We need to we need to take the gay out from the sex because, you know, just because you sleep with somebody doesn't mean that you're homosexual. One million you know? percent correct. Forty percent of my audience on TikTok are uh, women identifying, which you know, like analytics can be tricky because we live in a non-binary world now. Um, so like, what does that mean by women? But it's still really interesting to see. Um, and I mean, even my colleagues that are, uh, straight women love the show because they love anal sex and they know what they can do. Absolutely. And, uh, my friends with IBS especially love our show because people with IBS have a harder time douching because it can really irregulate them even more. Um, so the food really helps to keep things you know, moving, but also bound and like held back, like whatever you need for the day. Whatever you you need. And I just, I just love the whole thing. And I don't want any of the audience to feel excluded just because we are using the term bottom. Correct. And, and there's such a stigma around anal sex, um, you know, in the, in the gay world, in the straight world, that it's just like, let it go. Eat some delicious shit. No, you know? seriously. <laughs> and get it in. I mean, if I, you want it in your butt. Just Wednesday, um, Wednesday or Thursday, I think it was Wednesday, was International Pronouns Day. And I posted a graphic yeah. that just said, anyone can be a bottom. And it's one of my best performing things on Instagram. It, and because from the very beginning, our first video on Inst- on YouTube was, I say that in our trailer, anyone can be a bottom. This is made for anybody that wants to engage in anal sex, not just gay men. That is a quote. You need t-shirts. You need a t-shirt. We're coming out with a merch store in the fall. All right. It's I coming. I get one. I will I'm wearing, send you I'm one. Wearing, I'm wearing my merch today. Oh, amazing. I love that. Just for you. Uh, Anywho. <laughs> love it. Yeah. So anyone can be a bottom. And yeah, I just love, I just love everything about it. I love the recipes. All the recipes look super, super tasty. Oh, thank you. And you all out there have to check it out. But Alex, I think right now I want to take a break to take you out to my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast. A little something we like to call... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Food news updates! Food news, honey! You ain't ready, girl! Spill the tea! McDonald's McPlant is finally arriving in the U.S., but only at eight locations. I picked this one especially for you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Right? Because McDonald's, maybe not necessarily bottom friendly, but maybe a plant-based burger from McDonald's? Yeah, luckily, eight locations out of, what, 50,000 will now now be able to be somewhat bottom-friendly. Well, you know, we'll see. There might be cheese, and the bread probably is super processed, but... You know what? You know what? Maybe. And thank you to Food & Wine for always keeping me in the know for my food news. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but you're the ish, Food & Wine. So thank you for this. So the burger giant announced that eight locations would offer a limited time test run of the burger, which was made in collaboration with Beyond Meat, but is exclusive to McDonald's, right? So you can expect to see the McPlant in Irvington and Carrollton, Texas, right? Oh, wow. It's just down the block from me. <laughs> uh, Cedar Falls, Iowa, Jennings and Lake Charles, Louisiana, and El Segundo and Manhattan Beach, California, all while supplies last. The, ver- the burger is vegan. Wow. Right? Oh, cool. Served on a sesame seed bun, tomato, lettuce, pickles, onions, mayo, ketchup, mustard, and a slice of vegan cheese. Wow, look at them. I'm... I don't know what made them pick Irvington, Texas to test that on, but but I'm going to target Irvington with ads next. So, <laughs> Yep, there you go. That's perfect. Right. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I just heard today, too, that Burger King opened their first full plant-based location in Spain. So oh, we're moving oh, towards it. That'll do really well. There was, that, there was that big, like, hullabaloo because they were... They were cooking their plant-based burgers on the same griddle yeah. as the meat, and McDonald's is actually doing the same. Like they're cooking the same, the eggs and meat on the same griddle. You know, yeah. So um, the world ain't be... perfect yet. The world ain't perfect no, yet. No, <laughs> no, no. But how do uh, opinions on a vegan uh, Mc burger here? Um, I think the opinion is. Um, I can be so shady with this kind of stuff because I hear... Please do. I That's he- why we're here. I hear <laughs> I hear terms like limited run and I'm like, okay, you assholes. Like, seriously, like, let's move away from the meat because, you know, we don't have to go down this rabbit hole too much, but like cattle and global warming, y'all should like... Maybe, Gas emissions. Yeah, maybe... You know, maybe, cow farts are killing us. Yeah. You know, so... Sometimes I feel like they do it for PR and then they run it in a town like Irvington, Texas, where there's three fucking vegans. And then and then it doesn't do well. And they're like, oh, it wasn't popular. Um, but I bet the Manhattan Beach one will do pretty well. Um, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, you know what? If you didn't have time to cook one of your delicious, you know, recipes from the Bottoms Digest, maybe stop and... Irvington, Texas for a McPlant. <laughs> oh my God. And then leave Irvington as soon as you can. <laughs> right? I mean, like, I mean uh, the DL gay men in Irvington probably are hot. Ooh, right? you never know. Like 
uh, like farmer guys and uh, yeah, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes for them. Um, hopefully they roll it out more. Beyond, Beyond knows exactly what the hell they're doing, though. That stuff is so good. It is amazing. Yes. Yes, I I love it. Beyond, I love and the Miyoko's. Miyoko's is so good. Uh, is the best thing out there. Also, not a sponsor, but I will like if you're going down the route or you want to try something that's like vegan and cheese. You know, it is not low calorie by any stretch of the imagination. Right. It is delicious and it is vegan, and they know what they're doing. Well, I don't know if Alex and I are here for the McPlant, but <laughs> if you're but if you're in any of those eight locations, why don't you write in and tell us what you think, right? For real, we would love to know, seriously. Yeah, why not? I, I can know if we need to be shadier or nicer. <laughs> like... <laughs> strawberry Pop-Tarts don't contain enough strawberry, a lawsuit claim. A lawsuit, yes. <laughs> That's kind of iconic, like... Somebody has way too much time on their hands. No kidding. That's an expensive lawyer for something like that, I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure that it's one of those lawyers. Like, you know, uh, remember Salino and Barnes in New York? Oh, yes. Uh, right? Oh, my R- God. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yes. Barnes. But, uh, right? But, um, you know, like these lawyers that like kind of seek these things they out. See, oh, all day, every day. And, uh, and then, yes, you get paid out, but then they take a big chunk of the money because you're not paying them up front. Yeah. You know, for this lawsuit. Maybe, allegedly. I don't know what's happening out there, allegedly. But in a lawsuit filed in U.S. District Courts, Southern Districts of Illinois, I can't, that was a mouthful. No kidding. <laughs> Plaintiff Anita Harris alleges that Kellogg's claims about its frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts are misleading. They give consumers the impression the fruit filling contains a greater relative and absolute amount of strawberries than it does. The filing goes on to state that despite strawberries being the product's characterizing ingredient, on the actual ingredients list, dried strawberries don't even get a mention until the contains 2% or less section. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) They mingle with other items like wheat, starch, salt, dried pears, and dried apples. Wow. Well, just stop eating Pop Tarts. Uh, like, <laughs> Pop Tarts. But this is going to constantly be a, a question because you're here. Oh yeah, you are. You are the queen. Pop Tarts. Bottom friendly? No, not bottom no. friendly. Why uh, not? Because of the bread of it all? Uh, not really the bread um, or the processed foods. Of it all? Yeah, it's too processed. Um, it's super processed. Um, the sugars in it, because sometimes they use, the um, sugars, yeah. believe it or not, white cane sugar is more bottom friendly than honey and like the the zero really? the zero sweeteners. Yeah, because the the fructose in them cause more gas than just plain sugar. I mean, sh- plain sugar still causes some gas, but not as much as agave, honey, and all that. But they're super good for you, obviously. So you shouldn't give them up for life. But yeah, I've. I'm on the monk fruit. Oh, yeah. Monk fruit is good. Um, But the low sweetener, like the zero calorie sweeteners and all that, those are awful. Like, and sometimes they put like the fake sugars in Pop-Tarts and stuff, like the preserves in the fruit. Um, So unfortunately not bottom friendly. There's too much crap in those that... Just, When's the last know. time you've had a Pop-Tart? I haven't had a oh. Pop-Tart in a million years. So actually, when I was in New York, I had a Pop-Tart because they came back with the wild berry flavor, and that was my favorite when I was a kid, the purple it one. It had the blue icing? Yes, the one that was, like, super queer-friendly. It was purple with yeah. the blue icing, and... Um, 
That one is so cute. So they brought. I it. love that. I love that. It was just a queer friendly pop. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, it was. It was pop tarts for the people. <laughs> it was like a. It had like a '90s Nickelodeon mood board with it. It was just so <laughs> like I loved everything about it. Um, so when they brought it back, I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> when they brought it back for a limited run, I was like, I'm buying all the boxes of these, and I'm oh not getting God. any action for the week because I'm gonna. <laughs> Nope, because you probably bought the Lady Gaga Oreos too. Oh no, I did not actually. Um, I did not. I I know, like I. That's a oh that's God. a hot topic. Um, yes. Well, listen, Miss Anita. I don't know. <laughs> listen, get your money, girl. Get your money, Miss Harris. But we want ten percent. Um, we want ten percent. That's on the record. Well, it would be a class action lawsuit. So some, if we did buy Pop-Tarts and this thing, you oh, know, this whole yes. thing goes, yes. like you could, if, you, if you're if you a Pop-Tart eater, you probably could be receiving a, yeah. a check in the mail. Get in all on for, it. All for two cents. But hey, honey, it's two more cents than you have. Right. Keep your strawberry Pop-Tart receipts. It can't, right? <laughs> it can't be brown sugar. It's got to be strawberry. <laughs> All the receipts. Yes. I don't know if we're here for this at all. But last and certainly not least, a hacker attacked America's largest candy corn factory this month. <laughs> oh. But luckily, nothing can stop candy corn. Oh, yeah, Thank nothing. you, Food and Wine, for this headline. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you a candy corn girl? I do not like candy corn. It's very divisive. Yeah, candy corn. I don't. Um, I've had. I like. I like it. I've had it homemade, and it tastes good. I think that what I don't like about it is it if it sits in the container that it's in too long, it tastes like the container and candy corn. (laughs) So it just ends up tasting like plastic and candy corn. Um, So I think when it's fresh which like how that's the other thing is like how fucking fresh is candy candy corn like you never know um Uh, fairly fresh uh, i would say because uh, according to crane chicago business uh, ferrara detected the hack on october 9th upon discovery we immediately responded to secure all systems and commence an investigation into the nature and scope of this incident but the joke was on the hackers because candy corn gets shipped out to all retailers in august wow wow that was a really good segue of the fresh um statement wow um that's well good to know good to know i can't hang on so don't eat the candy corn that's at your granny's house that's been there for god knows how long buy it (laughs) In the buy it fresh, yeah. Buy it fresh, I, you know. I might have a new take on candy corn, a new take on I life. Know. What What is the flavor of candy corn? It's like it like wants to be butterscotch, um, with a lot of food dye in it. I think, um, and a little bit of like corn syrup. No, it's just, it, that's where like the corn is supposed to come from. So, yeah, I guess. Um, right, I switch it up. <laughs> I don't know, but I was just thinking, what does candy corn taste like? I guess candy corn tastes like candy corn because there's nothing else that tastes like candy yeah, corn. Yeah, it's like it tastes like butterscotch to me. Like yeah. like buttery like I don't know, chalk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, buttery chalk. I like <laughs> I like candy corn though. Candy corn, according to Wikipedia, is a type of small pentahedral pyramid-shaped candy, Hmm. typically divided into three sections of different colors with a waxy texture and flavor based on honey, sugar, butter, and vanilla. Ah. Butterscotch. 
Yeah. Oh, You're amazing. Right. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Look at you. Oh, my God. Where's my culinary degree? Like, Yeah, it's come, come, come through flavor profiles, you know? Watch out, Mark Murphy. Uh, <laughs> Alex Hall is coming for you, honey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hide your degree because I'm going to take it. Hide your degree and hide your candy corn because she is coming. And with that, I think that's the best way to end. Food news update. Yes. I love that. Right? Right? Isn't that just like a, a sprinkle of Halloween joy I to your day? I have so many fun facts to share with people today now. Yeah, share it, <laughs> share it with the test group and then share, <laughs> uh, and then share their nudes with me yes. and I'll be great, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. This is hysterical. And I am more obsessed with you even more. Oh, my gosh. More. Alex, let's take a serious turn for a moment, or maybe not a serious turn here. And I always love to ask my guests about coming out because, you know, we as LGBTQ people, each one of our stories is important. The glow up is important. And we never know who can we who we can affect out there or we never know who is listening young or old. What was coming out like for you? I love that you called it a glow up. That's so fabulous. Um, So I'm really grateful about my coming out in my life in that way, because, um, I grew up in East Texas out of Houston and like, um, very poor areas. I grew up very poor. My mom had me when she was 18. She had my brother when she was 19. Um, and you know, she worked at like fast food chains. She was a waitress. She had a million jobs. So my mom appointed us godmothers when we were kids. And my godmothers, I use it plural because they're lesbians and they were uh, together up until I was like 14. Um, maybe a little younger than that, but I don't remember. But they're still best friends. Like I'm actually at my godmother's house right now. I'm visiting in Houston. Um, but my other godmother still drops in all the time. So I was with them Monday through Friday, if not longer, all day, every day. And they tuned in to a lot of my behaviors as a kid. Um, And they straight up told my mom when I was like four, like, Alex is gay. Like, just embrace it. Um, And so I, like, came out as a teenager thinking that I was supposed to come out. And everyone was like, you've been out, you're like, you've been dating guys and stuff already. Like, what? (laughs) And I was like, oh, I thought this was part of, like, like I needed to actually say it out loud. Um, So I grew up being gay, which is not the norm. And especially in an area like I grew up in, it just, it, um, I was the only gay person that was out like that for a long time. But also, just to take things a different route for a second, especially since I work in politics also, I learned a lot looking back on that, like what white privilege gave me. Also, people didn't bother me a lot for shit like that. I was tall also. Um, And sometimes I really wonder, even if I had been a woman and come out as a lesbian in the country, what that might have been like instead. So I was really grateful for a lot of the stuff I went through. Um, You know, no one ever called me names or anything. And I think it's because I always joke that I have like dark features. So I think people just think I'm intimidating and scary. Uh, like I just look like, and I look like a bitch sometimes uh, when I'm just like at school, especially, Ugh. um, just like so bored there, but I had a really good, uh, coming up like that. So, um, yeah, and that's beautiful that you have been surrounded by love 
your entire life because not everyone is so lucky. Not and at we all. Need to, and we need to hear these stories as well. You know, not everything, not everything is death and despair. Right. Know? Not a, like, not all coming out stories are, are you know, like devastating or you know, like. It's just some people are some people are lucky, you know. I'm also lucky that I have like my brother and my mother who love me, and I also have a chosen family who love me. Yeah, but not everybody out there is, and so to give hope to people that like this is possible, and like there is, it is possible to have love around you, right? Even if you have to create that love around you, you know, it's important to hear. So thank you for sharing. Absolutely, and I love that you said the thing about chosen family because like even in my family, I do have the few stragglers that are just bigots and you know the great thing about being queer people is it's our time and it's our lives so we get to pick who we want to give it to um so those people that have chosen to be like that I don't give a cent to because I have the family that does love me and then like you said I have my entire chosen family too and they get what's left so um there's nothing left to give to those people so don't don't worry about yeah, Uncle John or whatever the fuck his name is. Like, who no, cares about fuck him? him. <laughs> fuck no, him. And, and, uh, yes, and in your mouth, especially if he's hot. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> we do not promote incest on in your mouth. Um, uh, right? Uh, but no, in your mouth, listeners, I want you to hear that again. You know, it's our lives and it's our time. And we get to choose who we give that to. That's what Alex said. Take a moment to absorb that, straight or gay or in between or not even in between. I don't really love that. Like, or no matter who you are, you know, like, or, or how you identify, like, it's our time and our lives. Absolutely. And we get to choose who we give that to. That's mm. like a little, a little gem for today. Absolutely. I, I, I love little pearls, pearls of wisdom, you know? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, like, when people lived in the 1700s, they didn't see these people in their lives every single day and stuff. It's like, you know, no. they lived across the world from each other. They wrote a letter. They got it in a year. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. I love letter writing. Oh, my God. I, lo- I love a letter. You know, send me a letter. Write to me. I won't give you my address. I need to send up the deal box. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I almost said the same. Um, like, yeah. oh, yeah, send me a letter to... Uh, uh, wait, oh, never mind. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but you can slide into my DMs yes. respectfully yes. or with your nudes. I'm here for it all. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God, Alex, what a great day. You know what? We have often talked about here. Set uh, Michael Twitty set us on a journey of gay food and that I... I really love here and defining what gay food means. And you probably are the best person to ask about this because you are the queen of gay food <laughs> or one of the queens right next to me. honey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, how would you define gay food or is gay food a thing? Interesting. Right? Yeah. I've never really thought about that. Um, Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't particularly say, the recipes I make are gay food. Um, again, that's just like when I say that you would eat this if you know you're going to be bottoming later. Um, so definitely, the more I say that, I'm like, maybe it does fit into gay food. Um, but I've never heard that before this today, actually, even gay food. Um, we go many routes. We go many routes. We'll yeah. go the pride. People have gone the pride route. People have gone the representation route. People, Michael Twitty, culinary oh, historian, yeah. has gone the history route of it all. Yeah, I can like, see that. You know, um, um, I like, so like, 
there's many there's many avenues and so I'm this is why I really enjoy this conversation because people are like hmm and it really gets the the gears turning. yeah once you gave me a couple examples like yeah I could see that now um especially um I feel like a lot of queer people find each other in the restaurant industry. Um, I myself have even been a college dropout. I immediately pivoted into bartending and working at restaurants. And a lot of queer people have similar stories and find themselves in that industry and have family meals with each other. A lot of people think family meal is like just a family at, at home dinner, but it's actually a term in the industry of like, people before they start their shift and yep. and we always say on the podcast if you own a restaurant out there and you're serving your staff a shitty family meal you're a shitty person you one million right. percent are um like oh I, and i've been there where the the family meal was just like the worst of the leftovers from the fridge so, um, yeah the worst of the leftovers some dried out gross pasta and something heavy that's not going to get you through your shift oh, you said it, that or satiate you but but moving on <laughs> right you know because i could be on the soapbox for an entire episode uh right um so i now that you mention it i think gay food is especially with the chosen family thing again it's a really great opportunity just to get to sit down with people and talk that's why I wanted to do food because um working in politics was making me really inhumane and doing food makes me feel really human um so that's kind of like a butchered answer on no but it was great because it's the first time we've actually heard a restaurant answer oh wow uh, uh, in response so I love that and you know it can uh, Listen, we we are the tastemakers. We have been here forever, right? As Michael Twitty has taught us, right? We were we've been cooking your food and setting the trends and deciding what you eat and literally forever. setting the table, like literally yes. setting the table. <laughs> like, hello, you know. Um, so yeah, I love the answer, and there's no, I don't think there's a wrong answer to this right. question. And then the answer, you know, unless it's going to be hateful. Maybe yeah, that. no kidding. And then the second answer is the bottom friendly food. <laughs> yes. like, hello, <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> definitely uh also gay food but also that's for everyone everyone oh my god absolutely absolutely what's next for you tell the kids what's next give us Ooh. all the details all the tea yes um so there's all kinds of stuff next um the bomb side like it all honey yeah absolutely um so we are about to release our website this upcoming week um that's where all of our written recipes will be uh we're all about being um, intersectional, so like we need to be more ADA compliant, all that. So we need recipes that are written for people that have vision and hearing impairments and all that. So, um, so our website's coming out in the next week. The website is also officially going to have a merch store in the fall. Um, we're constantly coming out with new episodes on our YouTube, um, full length episodes. People see the TikTok videos and they're like, "I love this." I'm like, "Yeah, did you know there's a 10 minute version on YouTube that?" is hilarious and has like a really full, guides you through it yeah like, has yeah. like a full production and we are trying to be <laughs> someone called us the bareback contessa and i died um i do not condone unsafe sex however um you know if you're on prep and whatever do whatever your life <laughs> whatever yeah, your life i'm sure i I'm sure somebody on Dirty Twitter has that hand oh I'm sure but someone because our show we really did take like Ina Gardens like production and made it queer um but 
yeah, our YouTube, we're always testing new recipes. We're always like 10 recipes ahead, believe it or not. Um, so that's all coming up. And then in the new year, I'm not going to give too much because you got to stay tuned in. In the new year, we're going to do a sub-series, um, The Bottom Side Just Presents, and that'll be super fun. And it'll, oh, just to give like a little that. teaser, it'll um, pay homage to my bartending back days. So, you know. I love that. I love that. The sub-series as opposed to uh, the dog series. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> you got we. Um, we had a few people, we just hit a thousand subscribers on our YouTube today, which is the threshold for monetization. So we are celebrating today. Um, super excited because getting those subscribers is so hard on YouTube. And once you hit a thousand, they prioritize your channel. Um, and I sent out a discount code to the people that were the last people to subscribe to hit us to a thousand and the discount code <laughs> um is uh don't worry because there it won't be there's only a certain amount so anyone listening can't use it i'm sorry but it's called i subbed um so <laughs> it's i subbed for 20 percent off so yes you got the the sub joke there I love it. I love it. I love it. I love you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for giving me of your time today, taking time out of your busy schedule. To oh, come yes. Kiki this with was me, so fun. To, you know, to let me embrace you into my big gay food family, my gay house, my gay food housewives, you know, yes. of it all. <laughs> Very New York of you. <laughs> Hello. Hello. She is the Andy Cohen of food. Yes. St. Delaney Kazan watching over us all. I saw you know? that. I thought that was so fierce. Why <laughs> Oh my God, Alex, you know what? Give the kids all the handles, where they can subscribe, yes. how they can uh. slide into your DMs and see that pretty face of oh yours. Oh my God, so nice. Thank you so much. Um, so YouTube, the bottom side chest is on YouTube. Um, it's youtube.com slash C slash the bottom side chest, C for channel. Um, our TikTok handle is bottoms digest. And then Instagram is the bottoms digest. Um, we don't have Facebook and we don't have Twitter and we have no plans on ever getting <laughs> either of them. Um, so just FYI, don't try finding us I, on there. I think you're missing a market with dirty Twitter. I really do. I think so too. But honestly, I think we're going to have to like wait till we scale up. I don't think I have the capacity for that. Um, well, I mean, no, not a repost. I mean, you can do up to a minute videos there. Just repost, repost, repost. That's a good point. All, That's a good follow point. Follow all the porn stars. Follow uh, all the porn stars and all the Gosh, you've convinced me. You've convinced me. Fine. Um, That's what so. you have to do. I'm telling you, it's a missed market. And I, I give this gift to you as someone who loves scrolling through a dirty Twitter. And I do not post. Right. right? I just love to scroll right. through and, you know, see see my friend's buttholes. Yes. What they're doing out there. Because <laughs> everyone has an alt account these days. I love it. But follow all those people and then you market to them, honey. Boom. It's a missed market. Fine. I will, Michael. Thank you so much. Um, and then, You're welcome. And then our website will be thebottomsigest.com when it's up. That's hopefully going to be Friday. We are almost done. For a lot of people that don't know, my husband is my business partner and he is finalizing all the copy for the website today. So... We are almost done. Um, I love that. Yeah. yeah. His name's also Michael. He's amazing. So, um, yes, Michael's at the best. Michael's yes, for best. real. He yes. refuses to be on camera with me, though. So it's tough. That's okay. Well, at least this kind of camera. You'll send yeah. me the videos after. You'll send me the videos after we're for done. For $10 a month, <laughs> you can also <laughs> get, you know, the bottom side, just only fans. Yes. We know? have definitely gotten 
request where we've thought about it where we like legit make the same recipes but just naked like <laughs> nothing changes at all we're still wearing the apron you just turn around all of a sudden yeah. there's ass um but we're not there yet we'll right. we'll see we'll see all right well you know what there's time there's still time yeah i mean i'm about to start <laughs> taking pole dancing classes let's let's take one step at a time yeah let's, <laughs> so, oh wow we're, we're doing it all yeah. aren't we <laughs> so maybe we'll we'll do that first Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait to see what's next for you. And oh, thank you. It sounds like all good things. I'm so excited for you. And I was so and still am so excited to have you here in my presence. So thank you oh, thank once you. again for coming on. In your mouth, listeners, if you're going out for Halloween, you may see me traipsing the streets of Provincetown this weekend for Spooky Bear Ooh. because last year the trip got canceled and got pushed to this year. And so I'm really excited to be doing that and having my last, you know, my last of the white, the rich white lady, uh, New England summers, right? Because I was all <laughs> over Portland and Martha's Vineyard and whatnot. Um, other than that, be safe out there. Please be safe out there. You know, tune into the Bottoms Digest if you're going out to try to get it in, especially mm. in costume. You know, there's coat check everywhere if you live someplace cold. So pack pack an extra set of normal clothes so you're not doing the walk of shame in your like hoe outfit is my advice to you and with that all I have to say is thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth